we have a special guest star. This young lady is my cousin. My cousin, blood cousin, ain't no, you know, down the line cousin. We like second cousins. Her dad is my cousin. And, <laughs> and she is a lovely lady. She was in a, the hit movie, Hidden Figures. She is the one and only Crystal Lee Brown. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you, Chris. I haven't spoke to you in years. This is a shame. I know. But, it is. <laughs> but, it, but at least it's on a goodness on a good note, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh man, I am so proud of you. I am yes, so yeah, so proud of you. I mean, man, I mean, I remember you from diapers. Are you kidding me? Oh God, don't embarrass me. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm so glad. It's a shame that you know I'm I'm, I'm black as the street because this is one thing we're going to see your movie tonight. But I seen you. I seen oh, you. Awesome. Yeah. And I and I seen you on Facebook, and I said just now, I said, "Oh my God, there she go! Let me let me let me try to get her, because <laughs> I don't want anybody think you know what you think. Like, hey, you go see my movie? I'm like, you kidding me? I'm gonna be in there, I'm gonna be the loud one today, acting a fool. But I'm so happy. Oh. I, I'm so happy that you're here. But please, you gotta tell us about yourself and, and you know what's going on, and tell us something about your journey in this movie, amen. Absolutely. Well, as you know, I'm originally from Philadelphia. Um, when I graduated from Temple. I moved to New York, and I was doing off, off, way off, and around the corner Broadway. <laughs> wow. Um, and I, from being there for four years, I decided to move to L.A. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been here 11 years. Uh, this October will be 11 years. Um, to, to pursue my dream of being an actor, a working actor. Um, and a lot of actors that I've met over the year, it's a lot of people's dream to be in the entertainment industry. And um, majority of the people move to LA without a clue of the business. They just know that they're a good actor. Their mama said they're a good actor, so they moved to LA and now they're in LA and they have no idea of how to navigate this business. Um, and that was me. Wow. That was me for the first four or five years that I've lived out here. Um, I, I was clueless to the business, and it's called show business for a reason. If you don't understand the business of show, it's going to take you a really long time to to get footing wow. out here. Um, so I prided myself in learning everything I could about my craft, about my business, and I started uh, my own company called The Actors Agenda, where now I give back and I teach actors how to effectively market themselves and how to navigate the business and how to understand the business. Um, I was always auditioning when I first moved out here. I got myself an agent and all that, but still was clueless to how to properly audition, how to audition. What's, wow. th there's, a, there's a difference of how, in, how to know how to act and being a good actor and how to audition because you have to audition to get the job. And if you're not a good auditioner, now you got to learn how to audition. Um, wow. So, so, yeah, my journey has been very interesting. I... I've worked a lot. Um, I've booked a lot of things. This is the biggest. Uh, this is my first feature film. Mm -hmm. I did a TV film with uh, Queen Latifah about two or three years ago for HBO called Bessie, um, which mm -hmm. is the story of Bessie Smith. based on a true story. Um, and that's still available that. on HBO. If anybody want to check that out. Yeah, we, we um, have. Amen. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so, yeah, I'm still... I'm still learning. I'm still, uh, you know, working towards the bigger picture of 
becoming just a, a, a everyday working actress. You know, a lot of people just out here, they want to be a star, they want to be on the cover of magazines, and that's fine if that's your goal, but that's, that's a, a realistic goal. You know, like those things come when you put in the work. Wow. The only reason why those people are on those magazines and those people are stars is because they put in the work. You go on their resume, they've been working six to sixties, the seventies, you know, they have thirty plus years in the business and yes. they're just getting their due. Amen. But you know, there's some people that are overnight success and God bless them. But majority of the people this 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 business, mm-hmm. this career isn't a isn't a race. You know, it's a marathon. You have mm-hmm. to buy some new pair of Nikes every six months to just keep going. Amen. You know, because you'll wear yourself down and, and then you got a lot of people who give up. Yeah. And I'm just fortunate sure. that I wasn't one of those people. Amen. Amen. Once again, we're talking with the uh, the beautiful, young, <laughs> and talented Crystal Lee Brown. They're a hit movie, Hidden Figures. Uh, Chris, I mean, uh, I, you went into basically how to audition. And I hear so many different ways people will say they audition. They go dress for the part. They research what the, what the director wants sometime. So is that, was those things always made known to you before you go in? Is it, or they say, hey, we're looking for a black girl who can talk ghetto. Or we're looking for someone who who's, you know, black and she's astute. How does that work? Well, in terms of audition process, if you have an agent, your agent will submit you to an audition. So agencies and managers, they get um, what they're called the breakdowns. And the breakdowns are what casting directors and producers put out. And you have to be an agent or a manager to get these breakdowns. And the breakdowns is basically everything that's casting from L.A. to New York to Canada. There's a lot of work in Canada to the southeast. And your agent will read the breakdown, which is a character breakdown, and it will say, you know, we're looking for a girl named Simone who's 25, Mm African-American, and they'll have a brief description of this character, um, what she's going through in the movie, what her behavior is, and it will only give you a little tiny brief synopsis, about four sentences of what they're looking for. And if your agent feels though you are right for that role, they would submit you based on your headshot, based on your picture and your resume. So the first thing that the casting director gets is a headshot. And if they love your headshot, then they'll click on your resume if they have time and, you know, glance over it to see what you what what other things you have done. But it all starts with that picture. Wow. And I teach actors that that headshot is so important. It's your calling card in the business. And headshots are are expensive. Yeah, you can get a friend that'll give you a dis, you know, charge you fifty dollars to get a headshot. But are you getting a professional photo of yourself that's yeah. going to get you called in the room? Yeah, and it's very, it's 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 a very, it's a it's an investment, mm-hmm. and that's a part of the business. You know, there's a lot of actors out here, you know, that are waitresses and do other yes. type of jobs, and that's what you have to do before you are a working actress because you have to pay for your career. You have to take classes, you have to get headshots, you have to, you know, do workshops. All that stuff costs money. So this is an expensive career before you even land a job. Right. Um, wow. So once you get called in, then you'll 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 get material, which is just called sides. They're called sides, audition sides of a scene or two or three. I mean, I've had auditions that were 15 pages long. Jeez. And you'll get a day or two, sometimes less, <laughs> to prepare and go into the room and give it your best shot. 
Wow, that's um, awesome. And, and based on that, if they like you, they'll call you back. You do it all over again with maybe the director and the producer in the room this time. And then you wait to hear something. Um, now the wave of casting has moved to self-taped auditions. Because, because auditions are time-consuming, you know, they'll call in 25 actors and all day they're sitting there watching actors do the same thing over and over and over again. Some that are clearly not right for the role, but they're not going to be rude and say, oh, no, you don't look the part by. They're still going to give you the opportunity. So now they, they ask you to submit a video audition. Wow. So if your video audition is three minutes long and you haven't grabbed their attention in the first five, ten seconds, they're not obligated to keep watching. So it's a faster casting process for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I got the role of Hidden Figures. I actually taped my audition. Really? And I submitted my audition to my to my agent, who then sent it to the casting director. And uh, then I had a callback. So I had to go in for the callback with the director and about two producers. Um, went to the callback. And I, I, I actually auditioned for three different roles in the movie, three different uh, computer roles in the movie. Um, but at the time, I only read for like one at the callback because that's mm-hmm. what they had time for read for it um they said great thank you i left and maybe the next day or the day after my um, agent called me and told me that uh the casting director and everyone loved me and to uh, that i that i'm on a veil or that i'm, I'm booked so i got on the phone with the casting director she they were sending me to fox for approval and i got the job amen so tell us um how long did it take you to film the movie like when was it complete well we shot it um production started in the end of march 2015 Mm -hmm. no maybe april it was a 43 day movie shoot so movies typically shoot in about 40 days 45 days depending on how big the budget is Mm -hmm. depending on how strenuous the shooting is you know we've seen movies that are like you know Star Wars stuff that is more te- you know technology based and all that, but typically a movie is about three months. This okay. particular movie we shot in 43 days. I didn't work for 43 days. I worked for five weeks. Um, so and I came in about two and a half three weeks into production. So they were already they have already shot in two to three weeks worth of the movie before I came on. Wow. So, but but the total was forty three days for the, for them to complete. The yeah, so, so, what role did you play? Um, and, and what's your character's name? My character name was Bernie, um, and I am one of the. Back then, they called us the colored computers. Um, wow. So I was one of the colored computers who was taught by Dorothy Vaughn, who was played by Octavia Spencer. So Octavia Spencer has a group of women who she leads the color computers, and we are the computers that help in the calculations and the trajectories of NASA's orbit. So Taraji Henson plays Captain Johnson, who was the brains behind everything. She was the mathematician of the group. And Janelle Monet plays Mary Jackson, who was an engineer. So the story navigates uh, their three contributions to NASA. Mm-hmm. However, there were other women behind them, yes. and I'm a part of the other women. So we were, we are the fabric of the story. We are the ones who was taught how to use the IBM, the IBM computers once that was invented. But before that, 
we were in there just, we were human calculators. We were all smart. We were all um, qualified. However, we were women. And we were African-American women. Yeah. And this was in 1959, so we were still segregated. So we wow. worked on the west side of NASA, which mm-hmm. was about a mile and a half, two miles from the main building. So we were definitely separated. However, it was the brains in that room that kept NASA going. That's and so, that's why the movie is called Hidden Figures, because you never yeah. heard of these women. Right. Most definitely. Once again, we're talking to uh, the talented Christian Lee Brown, uh, actress on uh, Hidden Figures. Uh, so, Chris, tell me, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this because I've never heard the story. I've never heard of these women. Are these women still alive? Or did you guys get a chance, the opportunity to meet them? The only one that's still alive is Catherine Jackson. Catherine Johnson, I'm sorry, who's played by Taraji P. Henson. She's 98 years old. Jesus. Uh, she just received the Presidential Medal of, of Honor from President Obama about a year and a half ago, two mm-hmm. years ago, um, for her contributions at NASA. I did not personally meet her. I met her family um, one day once that her family did come um, to set, because her, of course her family was invited to set. I believe her, her daughter was a part of the producing part in terms of making sure that the story was accurate. Um, so we did get a chance to meet um, some of her family members who came to set to just watch how everything was unfolding, and they were amazing. And they spoke they spoke of her. Of course, she couldn't travel um, at the time, um, but she was just so grateful this year with us. That she was just so grateful and just so humble that someone was interested in telling her story, and she had no idea that what she was doing was a part of history. Get out. She just says, "I was just doing my job." Right. You know, wow. they, I was, she wasn't out to prove anything. She was just doing yeah. her job. Yeah, it was different. Um, and despite the hardships that they encountered with racism and segregation, she didn't allow that to affect her. None of the, none of the ladies did. Mm-hmm. They didn't allow it to get in the way of the work. Wow. This is awesome. Wow, it sounds so fascinating. It is. And this, um, t- just like you said, you never heard of these ladies. I am just so glad. Never. I'm so glad that the story is out now. Yeah. You know, that we get an opportunity to see another part of history that truly was hidden from us. And this is, this is going to encourage girls all over the world, especially African-American girls. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Chris, I'm so proud of you because people don't know when you see your family, because we literally grew, grew up like when we were young, like together cross street my mom actually babysit chris when she was a baby oh my goodness i remember Aww. those days <laughs> for years i remember those days oh my god I, I, we used to sit in the room and watch the stories and i'd be like auntie can we please watch cartoons she's like baby my stories is on you want to sit right there and we're gonna watch this okay so i was hooked on the story since like the age of four or five wow <laughs> isn't that it's crazy that's yeah. why I, i'm uh-huh. looking at I'm like, wow. I said, my cousin, she out there doing it. I'm just, I'm just so proud of you. And I now, and I'm happy because I know it's not, it's not where it needs to be, but with so many different, um, like, like Showtime, HBO, everybody got all these opportunities open now and people are paying mm-hmm. attention to African-Americans. I think it's, I think it's wonderful. What do you think about that, Chris? I think it's great. I think it's, it's long overdue. You know, mm-hmm. the yeah. whole issue with diversity in Hollywood, you know, people tend to look at it as black and white not just black and white yeah we are a country that is a huge melting pot of different ethnic 
ethnicities and backgrounds. Yes, when you go out, when I go outside, I don't just see black and white. Amen. Mm-hmm. That's true. I see so many different people every day. You know, so so for Hollywood to kind of you know a, approach it from a haze of black and white, like well, we're just going to hire more, you know, right. African American actors. Like, no, what about? transgender actors and 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 asian actors and latino actors and they they are also in this fight with us Mm -hmm. to see more of them on television Mm -hmm. yeah um so you know it's not just it's not just us however for us we are the total minority so we want to see more of us yes we see a lot of you know a lot of asians are are being cast in things and latinos but we are like the last to get the job. And mm-hmm. it's funny, like the breakdowns that I told you about, when you get those breakdowns, it tells you what they're looking for. It'll say Caucasian, you know, Mexican, uh, Asian. It'll tell you the ethnicity that the writers right. feel that this character is, right? Yeah. And you'll rarely see African-American. Yeah. You'll see ethnically ambiguous. That's a, that's a, that's a term. Really? That they use for an ethnicity, ethnically ambiguous, meaning mixed. Yeah. Oh, Instead yeah. of black, you're mixed with white, or you're yeah. mixed with something else. Mm-hmm. You're ambiguous. Wow. That that mixed beauty is what we want. And it, there was a there was a firestorm around yeah. that. I don't even and think they use that anymore. Yeah, because like, what is that? Yeah, because it's always a way to exclude you. It's mm-hmm. all they always find a little, you know, cute way to exclude you. And, and and a lot of our people, sadly, we always just jump on board with things. I remember years ago when they came out and said something about Ebonics and Jesse Jack, he does what he does, but it's like he jumped right on board with it. But I'm like Ebonics. It's like we always trying to find a way to mm-hmm. just to um yeah. put us as poster children and to uh to exploit us in different ways right. to talk about us. You mm-hmm. know, and it's unfortunate because when you see when you see majority of African American actors working on television, it's always in a role that is stereotypical, mm-hmm. right? There's always the thug or the gangster or yeah. you know, the deadbeat or what what have you, and and not that you shouldn't take the job because work is working as an actor. We're going to work. It's unfortunate mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that's as far as you see us. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So the fighting is for better writers. It starts yes. with the writers. Mm-hmm. There's it? not a there's not a lot of African American writers mm-hmm. in Hollywood Jeez. that can accurately get our story right. Yeah. So the people who are writing these roles are white men and women. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Who maybe have a black friend, right. who maybe think they know, and what they see on television is, is how they think, you know, this race is. Mm-hmm. So I encourage people who are writers, especially African Americans who are writers, producers, directors, if that's the field that they want to go in, to write our story. Story. And wow. the the only way it would be get an accurate depiction would be if we're writing them. So it starts in the writer's room. It starts in the writer's room. But it but it surprises them when we can show them that we're more than just those stereotypical yes. roles. Hidden Figures is the number one movie in America. Yeah. yeah. There's no there's no violence, there's no mm-hmm. sex, there's no drugs. It's three black women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who are leading this movie. Right? Yeah, that's so, right. So that's surprising. We beat out Star Wars last week. Mm-hmm. Star Wars. 
Yeah, even, you know? Yeah, so. and, and even in Star Wars, when I look at it, it was so funny because we had um, Rogue One, right? And, mm-hmm. and then we had the other one. I forgot the other one that came out right before Rogue One. But um, it was, you know, it was, it was like a little showmance. It was the, you know, the young African American man. You know, everybody was upset about him oh, yeah. being mm-hmm. the lead. And on the, on this new one on Rogue One, I was waiting. I am saying, are they going to let this the leading lady kiss this man? Remember during the movie, I said mm-hmm. that, babe. And they kissed, but they didn't let the African American guy kiss kiss the girl. You know, and <laughs> so I was just I was just waiting to see, like, are you are you gonna, guys going to really let this happen? But you ain't let it happen in the last one because I, I look for little things like that. I'm that I'm that dude. Mm-hmm. I'm always looking for justice for my for my people. But one thing I do love mm-hmm. though, uh, Trent, going over to the uh, show Blackish, they they have a um, yeah excellent excellent. I mean, to me, it's the funniest show on TV. But uh, <laughs> uh, writing staff and they address so many things. Not not since Seinfeld have I seen someone mm-hmm. tackle so many different things in one episode. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But I, I love that. What do you think about them? I love Black I'm, I'm I'm ashamed to say that I'm behind <laughs> about a season. Uh-huh. Um, I did see a clip from this from the show um, that came on the other day, which uh-huh. I was blown away by. Um, but again, Black is an amazing is an amazing show. Uh-huh. It's created and written by a black man. Yes. <laughs> wow. You know, and and, and it's Emmy nominated, and it's, it's a Golden Globe nominated show. Uh-huh. But those stories was written by someone who knew. Yes. Who maybe grew up in a predominantly white, you know, mm-hmm. society and is black, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I get that. You know, I see it all the time here. I mean, I live in L.A. and I don't live in a predominantly black neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I don't. Wow. So, you know, in the in the in the in the other African Americans that I see in my neighborhood, and I don't—it's not even a lot. I think just my neighbor behind me, mm-hmm. right? We don't—you don't see it, mm-hmm. but there's a huge melting pot. I live around a huge melting pot of people, but I don't live in a predominantly black neighborhood. Have I, I grew up in Germantown in Philly, so I'm clear on what that is. Hey. you know. <laughs> So, so you have to have someone that's going to get the story right and that understands. And then, when black families move out of their their neighborhoods, and not that because they don't want to be around their people, mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with it, you know. Mm-hmm. But when they're in a new community and they're around different, they're around other, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the story is brilliant mm-hmm. in terms of staying true to who you are, mm-hmm. but trying to fit in around them or just making them know like listen we still black mm-hmm. don't think just because you know yeah so, but i see it Big out time. here all the Big time, time. And, and the business is like that too you know people are trying to make themselves fit in, in a in a in a industry that's ran predominantly by white men mm-hmm. Amen. jewish men i mean that's who have hollywood on lock yes. and i'm going to tell the story when i first moved out here i i was working an event and i had a, a necklace like a cloth on, right, it was a hand painted cross, very beautiful necklace. I don't even know. I think I, I lost it, but I had the necklace on, and I was um, attending to an older white man, and he commented on my cross. And he said, "Oh wow, let me see this. That's a really nice cross. That's really nice." And he said, um, "He said, what do you, you know, what do you do?" I had just moved out here, and I was like, "Oh, you know, I'm an actor. I moved out here to be an actor." He said, "Let me give you a piece of advice." He said, "Change that." cross around your neck to the star of david and you'll get wow. more work 
because this ran and this town is ran by mm-hmm. us. I was flabbergasted. Wow. Like on the floor. Uncle Joel told me that too. Wow. Like Jewish. be Jewish. Mm-hmm. Or wear the Star of David. He told me to take my cross off. Jesus. And wear the Star of David around my neck. When in Rome, do right then and there, I already <laughs> knew what I was up yeah. against. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and and what it who runs this this industry. Jesus. That that that's something, man, Chris. I mean, you're like like a well of information, mm-hmm. and um, I'm just. I'm, I'm proud but of I you. I didn't let that deter me. I just was yes. like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay. right. You, yes. you, you, my cross still stayed on because, you know, mm-hmm. this is this is, this is is me. This is what I believe in, mm-hmm. you know, and that didn't stop me from getting work. Amen. Because, I mean, I have you people know? tell me to stop saying amen on, on, online. Hey, you say amen to me. I'm like, okay, well, I'm a Christian. That's what I do, dog. I mean, it is what it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm still a brother, right? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> But anyway, it is what it is. Chris, we thank you so much for taking the opportunity. Yes. I'm so uh, I'm so proud of you. I, you Me know. too. And uh, tell your mom I said hello, who's one of the hardest I working sure black will. women I've ever. <laughs> <laughs> your mom was hard working. You don't know. I know you know, but you know what I mean. But yes, uh, thank you. Yeah, you know, you, you know. Congratulations to you and your husband. And I, you know, I pray right now in Jesus' name that for more opportunities to come your yes, way. Yes, your resume will continue to grow. Amen. We, uh, we over here praying Thank for you. you. Thank you so much, Chris. And you have a wonderful day, Thank man. Thank you. Yes. All right. And let me know how y'all like the movie, okay? Oh, okay, oh you sure know will. I'm going to do that. It's going to be all over <laughs> Facebook, girl. Please. Please. Okay. <laughs> all right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Amen. That was just the lovely Crystal Lee Brown. Just just love my little cousin so much. I'm so Aww. proud. I can say that's my cousin. Oh, so awesome. Isn't I can't wait awesome? to see her in the movie. I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, here we go. On oh, Praise the Hallelujah.